0: Worthy Minds podcast with your host Gemma Guilfoyle, the mental wellness coach, here to answer your questions on life, business, wellness and more.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Worthy Minds. Today we have the lovely Sherry Cannon-Jones. I've had the pleasure to meet and talk to Sherry over the last couple of weeks. So, hi Sherry, how are you? Good afternoon yeah I'm doing really well thank you lovely to uh, to be here thank you so much for inviting me you're welcome you're welcome and I'm, I'm grateful you know you said yeah everything that you're doing seems to be really inspiring so it'd be great to you know hear from you and get some advice and guidance and um, so just introduce yourself and a little about what you do and stuff
0: so um, after a 21-year career as a teacher um i stepped away a couple of years ago uh actually to be my dad's full time carer uh but at the time obviously i'd gone from having this full career of working 60-70 hours a week um and I began to realize I still needed something for me. So yes. I looked at what I could do to transfer the skills I'd had as a, a head teacher into, um, you know, helping other people in a different way of life. You know, it used to be children. Um, and I wanted to see how I could do something different. Um, and very slowly I just began to evolve in helping people through trauma. Um, I'd lost my mum, which had been devastating, completely knocked me off my feet. Uh, and the journey I went through um, made me realise that actually there were certain signposts and things leading up to that that I'd missed. Right. Uh, and so what I do now is really just help people before they get to that crisis point. Yeah. Because certainly for me i think it's women of a of a particular age sort of 40 40 plus um you lose a bit of your identity and that can be for all all sorts of reasons it can be because you've got wrapped up in a career you can have been wrapped up in raising a family um you know you become a mother a wife a a business colleague and for whatever reason life just loses your identity You, you you it gets buried I guess you don't lose yeah. it but it gets buried and what I found from talking to other women of, of that sort of age of my age was that the, you just began to get a feeling of well not quite knowing what your place was not quite knowing what you should be doing something quite felt not quite right but you couldn't put your finger on it yeah and I think you know that's so so common um but what happened for me is I all had all those signposts but I'd ignored them or I'd missed them and then it came through a trauma so what I now do is I help women when they're in that phase before the trauma hits whether you know that can be a divorce a bereavement financial debt something at work you know a crisis usually happens But what I do now is I help people before that happens. So when the signposts are coming, when they're just feeling a little bit off, I guess, um, and get them to look at what they're doing and look at what it is they're they're following in life and seeing if it's really true to their soul. Because if it's true to your soul, then your life unfolds and you're in the flow.
1: Yeah. So what I noticed is you, it's a great sort of thing I think and I do agree I think when we all like we all get lost but I do think especially when you're around kids all day you know some people I'm a young mum I was a young mum at 17 but for other people you know who are young mums or start you know having kids at the age of 20 and stuff when we get to a certain age we are sort of like kids leave home and it is a case of Well, what's next absolutely yes what what do I do where am I going what am I doing I actually felt like that when my little boy my little boy he's not little (laughs) he's 18 19 next month but I felt like that when he got to about 13 when he started going off with his friends a lot more and okay I was I at the time I was working like seriously long hours but I was like what do I do now he's sort of going out with his friends and you know you're sitting at home on your own so I do get the whole process behind it. and I think it's good to have a certain structure in place for when that time comes for everyone.
0: Yes and I think you know you don't often see it coming so you, you your life is so busy and and often very happy and fulfilling I mean you know for 20, 20 of those 21 years Absolutely adored what I was doing, you know. But then things did begin to change. But I didn't. I didn't listen. I didn't listen to my inner being. And I think that's what we need to do. We we need to be more in touch with with our souls and what we have inside, because that then guides us through, and that becomes our path for when you know that time when the children do leave to go off to university, and you think, what now? Mm. Or you maybe do get made redundant um, or retire and you think what now or something financial happens and takes away that security and you think what now so it's really about um, I guess being as prepared as you can be for the changes that life may throw at you and then you know if a trauma or crisis happens you're not derailed because that, you know, that's totally what happened to me. Um, and it took me a long time, you know, probably six to eight months and serious work on my mental health, and my emotional wellbeing to pull me out of a very, very dark place.
1: Them dark places can be scary as well. For sure. And,
0: and I would never want to... To go back to that, you know, having been there um it's the darkest place i've I've ever been in and, and the feeling that you have a complete and utter loss of hope yeah um and and physically it impacts or it impacted me you know I, I i literally didn't want to go out I didn't want to move, I didn't want to eat it's. Sleep. Uh...
1: Um the blow into nights. Just yeah. It's a hard one thing I say is it's a hard place to be in when you get to that sort of place where you can't do anything. Can't do any like people and I've said this before, people label it as a like lazy, moody. Um but it's it's hard to explain it, but I don't know about you. I explained it last week in the podcast as like you kind of become self-absorbed, but we're not self-absorbed people. And people can take that the wrong way, but it it does become about everything outside is attacking you personally. And that's what I mean when I say self-absorbed. I don't know whether you agree on that. Absolutely. I, I mean, I
0: literally became reclusive i didn't want to see or speak to anybody um you know literally didn't want to step outside the door not because i was scared about what was outside i just didn't want to didn't want to speak to anyone you know because everything they said didn't didn't feel right you know and like you say i i misinterpreted it or i thought that yeah. you know and then, and then you do get those comments you know someone said to me um an ex colleague from work you know they said but you can choose to be happy
1: <laughs> That's not like, when, when oh my yeah. word <laughs> when any sort of <laughs> mental ill health comes into it you don't choose anything it chooses no. you absolutely yeah it absolutely does. Does. i think it's it's for anyone out there who struggles there's tons of places like you can get information I have um I done a suicide prevention course a couple of months back and it just in that book alone there's like I think it works out four or five pages of helplines websites and everything so I can I can now I'm you know I'm out of that place and I'm absolutely
0: nourished in my mind, my body and my soul, I can understand where she was coming from because when everything is great and you are feeling healthy in your mind and your spirit, you can't, you can wake up and think, Oh, happiness is a choice on that particular day. You know, if you've had a bad day the day before you use your mindset to put strategies into place to get you out of that yeah so in some ways you are choosing to be happy because and there is there is the fact if you smile it makes a physiological change in you so yeah. even if some if you're feeling rubbish and you smile it does have some kind of change in what's going on inside I agree yeah totally So I think I, I do understand what she meant but I think when somebody is really suffering from anxiety or depression or they're in a really dark place as you say you do not make the choices you know the choices become life not wars yeah life um absolutely so yeah so I do think that you know I'm not saying happiness isn't a choice because when when you get up every day and your life is
1: is on track and you're in flow
0: absolutely but you know, it's not
1: always the case. I agree. I totally agree with you on that. So, this led you like what you where you've been has led you onto your work that like you do now. Yes. So, you call yourself the sole purpose strategist, which I think is a beautiful name. I've not. I don't think I've ever heard that kind of title before. Why that title? Because for me, it was. It's about this journey that I talked
0: about previously, where you know you see these signposts, you see these indications that something's not quite right, and if you and what they are is that you're not actually aligned with your soul's purpose at that point. And I don't say that you have one purpose in life. I think your purpose can change, but at any given time in your life, you need to be connected with it because when you're connected with your soul and you're connected with your purpose, everything aligns, everything flows, you are taking the right action, you are feeling the right feelings. So for me, what I now do is I, I help people unpick all of that stuff that gets put on top, where you begin to lose yourself, you unpick it and you find again, you reconnect with what's passionate inside you because that's then when you can live your best life i totally so that's agree. What I
1: do no that that is amazing and i really i can connect with that with what i do because again it all comes down to the well-being of the person um how long have you been doing it so um
0: really i guess the the journey's been about 18 months wow. um you know a good a good year of that was me going through my journey. And I, and I guess because I journal all the time, it was, it was really building up my content, I guess, of what I would then use. I didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. It was only as I came out the end of my journey and I was talking to a, to a colleague and, uh, you know, I was saying, you know, I just want to help people. This is where I've come from, from this really dark place to, to being back on form and knowing that I've got a purpose and, you know, having, having lost all sense of self-worth from being a teacher to feeling what, you know, I have no purpose now. What do I do to reconnect him with actually my purpose, which is to make a difference in the lives of others it was, it was like an epiphany. It was like, that's what I need to do. And so I went back to all my daily journaling and in there was all of the the sort of conflicts, the challenges, and I'm able to draw on that. So all the techniques I used, so NLP and a bit of tapping and, you know, and I did have some counselling, you know, the the things that they got, the strategies they got me to do with the counselling. They're all things now that I can use with the, the people that I work yeah. with um and it's it's really a three for me it's a three-stepped approach you have to look after yourself first so the totally first thing, agree.
1: I'm first all thing about I care.
0: yeah first thing I do with with ladies is get them back to their best version of themselves and that is nourishing their minds their bodies and their spirits Brilliant. and only then when you are completely nourished can you take a realistic look at where you are? Because if you're right. not if you're not in the best place and you take a look at your life, you start looking at things in a negative way. You might can sort of make scenarios that are not there. You play these videos of, um, you know, things that really are in your mind and, and not reality. So right. you have to be in the best place, mind, body, and spirit. Can you then get... A real clear vision of what life is. And then once you've got that clarity and you can see where the blockages are, you can see what makes you happy, you can see what's not making you happy, you can see what changes need to be made. And then you choose your plan forward because you then reignite with what's inside you. So you can reconnect with your purpose. And that's then when you, you know, you then put an action plan in and you you make the choices and because you're back in control of your life i think what we we do when all that stuff starts coming on top and and covering us up we lose
1: control i agree massively on that one i really do i do think like and it's not to say that we need to be in control of everything no but we need to be in control of our own life yeah we can't control yeah. other people's actions and things like that, but we can control what we do, what we say, and how we present ourselves. And I agree, um, that we do lose, we do lose it. Yeah,
0: and and not through any fault of anybody, because nobody tells you this when you're fifteen, 15, 16, no. You know, through these formative years up to sort of twenty, twenty-five. No one says, you know. You're gonna lose control.
1: It's no not shows it, you the right like no. the right way to handle and deal with things, and I don't think there is really any right way. No, but it's the, the we all have ways that help us, and I love the fact that when we like me and you both, you know, within the coaching sort of area, what we've learned, we can pass on to other people, yeah. and it helps a lot absolutely
0: and I think you know that's one of the things that I think is missing with with our generations is that passing down of wisdom and knowledge so if you go back a hundred years things were passed on through generations you had that extended family and they were big large extended families so you know things were passed down and knowledge was passed down and and I think that's what's what's missing for our generation, you know, um, and certainly for, for for my boys, you know, they have their their grandparents, but that's it, you know. There's no big wider cousins, you know. We're all spread everywhere, so I think you you lose the the natural knowledge and wisdom that gets passed down. And we didn't necessarily go out and seek it elsewhere, whereas now self-development is growing and people know they have to they have to nourish themselves. Yeah. You have to learn and grow. And I think that's a really big shift that's happened over the last few years um, is that more and more people are realizing you've got to keep putting things in. You've got to keep growing. You've got to keep learning. You, you know, otherwise you stand still and you let everything get on top of you. Um, It's only through the the self-development that you can keep those layers from
1: smothering you, I guess. I totally agree with that. I think going back to what you say, like the generations, like it's weird because my family is huge. But yet there's no one around me. It's just like I have my mum who lives like 30 minutes away. I'm close with her. My little sister lives, still lives with my mum, but then there's only like my kids and my partner. So, you know, we've got a huge family, but we're not actually connected.
0: No, and, it, and I think it's it's because of the, the socialisation that we have now. You know, work takes us away. Work keeps us busy. You know, I mean, when I was growing up, I remember we all lived in the same town and everybody came to my mum and dad's for Sunday lunch.
1: Yeah,
0: And it, it doesn't happen now because even with, you'll know, um, my boys played football. One played on a Saturday, one played on a Sunday. So our weekends... We're taken up with football, yeah. you know. Then you've got other sports, and you just got all these pressures and all these things
1: that pull at you in all different directions. Yeah, I totally agree. It's like when you were kids, um, you used to play in the street. You used to play tennis rounders. We used to run round, and our, our our time was the street lights. They come on, you go in. Yeah. Absolutely. They always come on before it got just before it got dark, um, but I think we've so engrossed with like social media and being stuck in our phones, yeah. being like, it's more like an addiction. I think it becomes a bit more. You know, we've got to check. We think we've had a notification we think we've heard and it becomes obsessive and addictive and I think everything just needs to I think unplugging and stepping away from the computer the social media and stuff is massive
0: yeah absolutely and I and I think because we don't get you know it's very very easy for us for you and I to just go back and reminisce and say oh the good old days and then you think gosh I sound like my mum and dad when when they were young but we got a, a, a natural sense of um nourishment, I guess you know you were outside a lot more you you did interact person to person, belly to belly, so therefore you got that nourishment into your mind, your body, and your spirit and I think that's the thing that's missing with the the lifestyle that we have now with the computers with the phones we we miss that interaction and it's a human It's a human necessity. That's what we were born to do. Humans were born to interact. And if you don't do that, you've got to replace it with something else that helps you grow and learn. And I think that's where the self-development comes in. Um, Because, you know, people still will say, well, I don't have the time. I know when I was working, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week. You know, I didn't want to then come home and start listening to... You know, podcasts and watching videos and sure. reading self help books. Whereas I think actually, if we can break that down and make it a necessity, and certainly with the work that you're doing with mental health, you have to make it a priority. You have to give yourself certainly that self
1: care time. Totally. And the one thing I do um, is because I have a little boy, I don't always, and that's the one thing I don't have is like a lot of time. Um, I have a little boy, he's at home all day, I work between naps, so he's napping, I work. But the other thing is, I throw, like, cooking, I'll throw my earpods in, podcast, um, books, because I can listen to audiobooks. When he's having naps, I can then sort of, headphones in, work, write, whatever, um, if he's having quiet time, I can throw my headphones in. Now, if it's five minutes, it's five minutes, but it's five minutes of self-development. Yeah. It's five minutes. If I'm going the shops, so I drive to the shops, I take my headphones, plug them in, and I will walk around with one headphone in, listening to an audio book, listen to music, something that, you know, helps me personally. And fit it all around everything else. And I think that's the that's the shift. That's that's what we need to do.
0: In the in the in the lifestyles that we all have now where it is busy, we have to find those pockets of time. So pockets of time are are the are the key. Um and and so that's really in essence that's what my mission is now. It's it's to just help as many people make that transition so that, that they're not waiting for this massive crisis to come that completely derails them, um, you know, later on. It's about making sure that they're at their best version um, before that. So that, because life does, you know, bereavement happens, redundancy happens, you know, these things do happen. But actually, if you are the best version of you in your mind, your body and your spirit you can cope with those things you can get through them doesn't mean they don't hurt but you know you can get through them and i think for me um i i know that because my my dad is is 86 um you know he's he's got terminal cancer i know when that time comes it's still gonna hurt like hell but i am sure i am in a much stronger place to come through it than when I lost my mum years ago you know that I I was so unexpectedly lost and completely knocked off my feet um you know I thought I was quite well-rounded you know I'd been a a, as I say teaching for 21 years I was a head of a pre-prep um department and I thought you know yeah I'm 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 there I'm okay but I just wasn't prepared for it. Um, and I think it. that's what I have as my mission, is making sure that people are the best versions of themselves so that challenges and crises like that don't completely yeah, do well.
1: We, although we fear the unknown, we never prepare for the next step. Yeah. So, like, you know, I never prepared for when my son grew up. Okay, 16 years later, I had another child. That was, but again, for me, I never prepared to have another child. I was fully adamant. When I did, it was scary. And I'm now in a whole different sort of arena with the child because he's showing up special needs and stuff. So, again, never prepared for another child. And I, For a long time, felt like I'm treading water, and I think that that's what happens when we get so lost in life. We
0: yeah,
1: and that's that that's that awful thing. You
0: kind of begin to. For me, it was you kind of just have a bit of a numbness. You know, you wake up and rather than greeting every day with a an enthusiasm and a wonder of what the day is going to bring in a good way, you kind of have a sense of dread of, yeah. you know, and for me it, that just got bigger and bigger and, and the numbness became more often. And then you just begin to think, well, why am I not very happy? And they can't put your, your finger on it and you don't you don't know what's making you feel, you just know something's off. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're so bad Ignoring that feeling, we don't then go. Okay, let's have a look. Let's dig deep. Let's do a little bit of work. Let's do a little bit of unpacking about how we're feeling. Um, and we don't, we don't do that. And I think, you know, we have to get better at that. We have to guard our emotional and mental well-being. No, I
1: agree. So when you speak to people, because I know in the past I've spoke to people, and some of them do work insane hours. I used to do it myself and I look back now and I think it wasn't worth it. Them 50 60 hour weeks yeah. it was not worth it. I completely lost myself. I was just a carer. And then when when I am my little boy and I step back I'm like wow actually I'm not just a carer because what I provided them people is insane I provided them with a full life I provided it with obviously if I didn't do it someone else would but as a carer as a support worker I was giving them access to community because they couldn't go out on their own I I was basically helping them live a life of mainstream say to speak For you going from that sort of full 50, 60 hour week to now doing what you're doing, how does that feel for you?
0: It's really strange because what I don't think is, I don't think it's a waste because what you were doing at the time and what I was doing when I was teaching 60, 70 hours a week, we were still fulfilling a huge purpose. Yeah. We were making a difference, so it's that's never a mistake. And you know, and there are hundreds and thousands of people out there doing jobs that require them to work fifty to sixty hours a week. And I'm not saying that's a mistake, but what you've got to do is you've got to build in that time for you, so that the downtime you do have, you are nourishing yourself. Because what, yeah, I agree. What happens, I think, is. Certainly, with the jobs that are, are very um, vocation orientated, so carers, teachers, nurses, they do engulf you because you you have to give all of you. They're not you don't leave them at the door. You know, they even if you physically, I left the school at the end of the day, you'd walk away from your 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 you know your um, service carers, but it's still in here because you've had a connection with those people or those children and so what you you need to do in my opinion is you have to nourish yourself so that you don't lose yourself in that so I'm not saying don't do that kind of work absolutely because you know we need those jobs to be done otherwise those people don't have don't have a life but you've got the people that are doing those kind of jobs all looking after their their family full time, you know? So if you're a new mum and you've got a new baby and that's all your life is about, you can get buried under that. But if you then make sure you're looking after yourself in your mind in your body and in your spirit and your self care, it doesn't bog you down. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining that properly in the terms of, you know, anything can bog you down it's what you do to look after yourself that stops those layers burying you. So my job is to, to help people see that they don't need to get buried under all of that. That can all still happen, but they don't have to get buried under it. There's a way that you can still keep your identity. You can still keep your self-worth. You can still keep your self-image.
1: Yeah, that's and, really good. You, know, so you can
0: still have all of that. And do whatever it is you're doing in life, and True. that's that's yeah. what that's what I'm I'm working with with mainly women, but but for men as well because I think also you know I look at my husband, um, you know, and he works extremely long hours, you know, and he's very much a I'm the breadwinner, um, you know. Now I've stopped teaching, you know, his, his salary is the main salary, but for him I think that's a huge pressure, so you know, I have to make sure that he understands that he's not getting lost in all of that. That's not his sole role. Yeah. You know, his sole role is to have a good life, to interact, to have a, a family life, you know, to make sure that he has things that make him happy, um, experiences that make him happy. And it's only by by that balance so I guess it's 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 life balance isn't it it all comes down to life balance. yeah I
1: agree I think when I worked because I worked so much I lost the life balance I completely lost it and I think a lot of people do I think we get so focused on paying bills and providing for children providing for our families and paying everything that we lose it yeah we completely lose it and i guess that's why i sort of take my hat off to anyone who can hold it all together and never sort of break down and stuff that's brilliant but for me it was sort of a breaking point but i think for them it will be that they've just got
0: a really good healthy balance emotional and a mental state in terms of you know, when I say balance, it's not, doesn't have to be 50-50. You can still have a, a, a balance of, you know, work takes up 80% of your time. But as long as your 20% gives you the nourishment that you need in terms of experiences and feelings and emotional, mental well-being, that's still balance. Because you're still, you're still getting what you need from that 20% downtime. Does that make sense? Yeah yeah no I agree it's it's not it's not about it's not actually about for me it's not about the amount of hours it's about the quality of what happens in that time when you're not at work that's where the balance is it's it's what happens when you're not at work making sure that's nourishing you enough to balance the commitment that you then have for work
1: that's the that's the balance no I, I think that's brilliant and I think I think we all at some point lose balance we lose a lot and I think finding that place, that happy place, you know, is really important. And I love the fact that that's, that's your whole aim is to sort of find people, get back to their happy place. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, I always pass, I don't know about you, but with friends, I just, if I find something dead good, I pass it on and I love to share things. And I think that's, that's probably the best thing about truth for me, social media is that there's so much you can share there yeah for sure it It is yeah get lost in it
0: yes i absolutely agree social media is fantastic i mean you know there are lots of reasons social media isn't necessarily the best thing in the world but for what it can do in terms of spreading a message and giving people access to different yeah. things. That's what I love.
1: Yeah. The so, reason why I brought the social media up was because, obviously, I am friends with you on social media. But your posts are always you're taking time out to go for a walk. You're always showing. You show the different side of your life to the walks, to like meals and stuff. And I think showing that and showing people that that's what life's about. Yeah. I think it's really good. And I think if come. Somebody said to me,
0: you know, or in fact, somebody did say to me on a, on a. I was on a workshop recently and they said, if you could just set, just give one sentence to your younger self, what would it be? And it's for me, it's about life is about making experiences.
1: Yes. You
0: know, it's not about money. It's not about stuff. It's about experiences. Experiences with your family. Experiences with your friend. Experiences with yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think if you if you nourish yourself with experiences, however small, you know, this morning I made a smoothie with strawberries and coconut milk. I've not used coconut milk before. It was amazing. Now I really like pina coladas. So tomorrow. I'm going to put coconut milk with a little bit of pineapple and possibly possibly a bit of banana and see if it can give my breakfast smoothie the piña colada flavor. That sounds amazing. But it you know it's just little things like that and and I remember one when, when I finished teaching and when I was actually feeling better because obviously I'd got into this really dark place and that really fueled my decision to to leave teaching so I want I wanted to be with my dad you know it was like I want to be my dad's full-time carer um and actually I can't do that if I'm working all these hours so that that was what fueled me to to actually coming away from teaching full-time and um I remember about a year after I was watching out of the kitchen window and I saw birds and you'd think I was an alien. I'd never seen the birds before because I was just enthralled. But it was, it's that kind of detail that you miss when you allow yourself to get wrapped up in that, that rat race in that constant yeah. day grind, you know, and I was seeing birds and, and I thought I've seen birds probably every day for my whole life, but I was actually seeing them for the first time. And that, for me, I guess is the biggest gift.
1: It's like, um, I seeing rain things drops hitting water. Yeah. Yeah. The rain hits yeah. the water and you, you visualize it properly. Yes. It's a great experience. Yeah. And that's what I mean by experiences. It, you know, it's not
0: about spending money for experiences. It's about, you know, the little things, just living life, seeing, I always say, seeing the beauty of the everyday. You know, yeah. if you can, you can capture a moment of beauty in the everyday, every day, then I think you can't help but let your soul just sing because it's it's amazing.
1: You look around and you think, wow. So, yeah. Oh, no. So I'm going to end it here. I think it's a great way to end it. I think it's fantastic. I love everything that you're about. I love everything that you're going to do. And I actually can't wait to see you continue on your journey. But just before we finish, is there any last words you'd like to say to anyone out there who is struggling or any advice you want to give to anyone? I think
0: if you are struggling, do not sit and struggle on your own as much as it might take every ounce of your being. Talk to somebody because you on a journey and when you feel alone that journey is a really dark place to be you know so find somebody whether it's on social media whether it's somebody that you know whether it's a doctor whether it's a counsellor but just talk to somebody and if you're not at that point but you're just feeling a bit oh don't quite know what's wrong start your journey of self-development Reach out to, you know, there's all sorts of people. You can look at courses, but do something. My, my phrase that I use an awful lot is, if you don't make the change, then nothing changes. And if you mm-hmm. don't grow, you're just standing still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life, life is not about standing still. Life is about living and not just existing it's about thriving but in order to do that you do have a you have a job to do you know you you have a duty to yourself to give yourself the best life now so don't sit
1: there and do nothing well thank you for coming on you are such an inspirational person
0: and again i am looking
1: forward to seeing everything that you do so thank you for tuning in and goodbye
0: Thank you for tuning in to Worthy Minds. Like, subscribe and share the Worthy Minds podcast with your family and friends.